Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to Star Wars Minute. It's the daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and um, on your call, go to sublight. No, no. Uh, the Star Wars movies, one minute at a time. I'm Pete the Retailer from PeteTheRetailer.com. I'm Alex Robinson from ComicBookAlex.com. And I am Crystal Beth from the Keep Calm and Game On podcast. Welcome back, Crystal. Thank you for having me. You're here for minute 100. It's exciting. That is very exciting. Almost exciting as 94. 94. 94. We, uh, we're minute 100 of Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Uh, we made it to triple digits. 100 starts with Phasma deactivating the shields, uh, not with her finger. And it ends with Poe <laughs> saying that they're almost in range. Uh, Such an action-packed minute. It is. There's a lot going on. The, the plot thickens here. <laughs> it's um, thickening. Um, I, but first, I want to start out with uh, uh, Han Solo, Harrison Ford. Um, when he says, "We won't leave her here. We won't leave her without her." When 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 uh, Finn's con- concerned about Ray, he says, "You know, I, I forget exactly how he sets it up, but." That Han Solo says, like, don't worry, like, we won't leave here without her. And his, I mean, I guess it's supposed to be foreshadowing of sorts, but, like, his delivery is a little weird, and he makes the weirdest face. It's He does! <laughs> you know that, there's that meme of, like, like Harrison Ford is the only person who can be happy and sad at the same time. <laughs> if you block yes. the left side of his face, then he's uh, sad, but if you block the right side, he's happy. He makes yep. completely that face. Like, I did it with my thumb. I was like, oh, look. It's, it's <laughs> yes, such a he weird... does. Holy moly. Yeah. Gosh, it's so insane. Yeah, he's he's like he's like the, the, the comedy and tragedy masks kind of morphed <laughs> into one. Ah, gosh. And, uh, but it, 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 it does kind of portray or, or convey this unsettling, like, Wait, what? Like when he when he says that and does that, it's like, don't worry, we won't leave here without her. Like in a weird, like, what's wrong? <laughs> like kind of sense that you get a little bit like, oh wait, is 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 one of them gonna die? Is something gonna happen? Right? It's sad and sweet. It's almost too sweet. Like <laughs> Okay. Just the line itself too. We won't leave without her. We're like, right. yeah, no. <laughs> we won't. <laughs> That's a Chewbacca. You won't leave without Chewbacca. Her. Probably should have said something there. <laughs> From a certain point of view. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think um, they would have killed Phasma had she not complied? Um, I feel like Plasma should have called their bluff. 
Huh. Well, in the novelization, uh, they have Phasma's head between Chewbacca's hands. And Chewbacca's smushing her helmet. And she's like, it's stronger than Wookiees. And it starts making a creaking sound. And then oh, she man. does it. Wow. That would so they're threatening her in the book. Yeah. Hmm. Because they, she gives in real easy. So do you think they filmed that again and it just didn't look, just looked weird having, because that would be maybe tough to convey in a. Yeah. I don't know if it was in the, the screenplay though. I just know it was in the novelization. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, I guess not yeah, apparently in the novelization. There's a few differences. Book is different than the movie. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's why I always like reading the book after too, because it explains a lot of weird little things like the service hatch. Right. right. Um, yeah, but I, uh, I think that the way that it's filmed minus the not even pretending that I didn't know about the novelization. It's very, uh, she, she's suspiciously quickly. She's, uh, is suspiciously quick. That she agrees, and it bugs me that they didn't kill her. Like they had all the chance. Just I know you're the good guys, but she's such a bad guy. And then I was like, well, oh, well, contracts. It's like uh, it's like it's they're kind of plan on killing her because, like, well, I assume they don't think she's going to es- escape from the trash compactor. They Han did. Well, I know, but like, do you think he's putting her in there thinking, well, did he like, leave her the keys or something? Or just. A, oh, he. He needs that, to like, be smarter than that. <laughs> is that like one of those, you know, like handcuffed to the radiator? Like, you could saw your. Yeah. You could, like. Yes. It's quicker to saw through your arm kind of thing. I just think, like, they, they kind of just. They didn't want to have them just kill her in cold blood because, you know, Han Solo is not that, not that kind of person. Well. But Except then it just the stormtrooper seems... that he just killed in cold blood like one minute ago. <laughs> that was totally different. Right. Uh, he was a record producer. He deserved it. <laughs> so it just it it just seems weird. Like they kind of ended on like a oh like a, a a nostalgia reference that doesn't really quite resolve the 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 situation. Did they really throw her down a garbage disposal? <laughs> like well, they did. Yeah. There's a comic. Oh. Oh, and so that, you, that, that is established that they actually did throw her in a trash compactor? Yeah, they did. And it's insane how she gets out. So it's uh, Captain Phasma number one. Mm-hmm. And it takes, I think it's six minutes is the amount of time it took her to get out of the trash compactor because the bombing of it blew a, the bombing of the Starkiller base blew a hole in the side of the trash compactor. And then she has to run to a computer and wipe the records of her using her security codes to disable the shields. Mm -hmm. And then she has to go back and see if someone else used access the shield. um, So she could blame them for it. Mm -hmm. Which she does. Then she, oh gosh, what does she have to do? I think she has to, like, she has to get back to a hangar. And she, like, gets out and she sees the end of uh, Ray and Kylo Ren's fight and just keeps running past it. 
Hmm. And then gets into uh, a TIE fighter. And escapes. And flies away and starts to exact her revenge on the guy that... um, uh, Threw in the garbage. No, no, no. The the person that looked at the shields after her. That she's blaming it on. Oh. So she's exacting fake revenge and going to throw this guy under the bus for her mistake. Hmm. It's crazy. I would have assumed that once Starkiller Base was blown up, all those records would be kind of like not around. Yeah. Like credit in uh, Fight Club? (laughs) Yes. Don't they blow up all the credit card buildings so that everyone's credit goes to zero even though it's stored on the computers? Okay. Right. At the end. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Do you know? Was there another one like that after the Last Jedi? That's the my my one hope. One of my main hopes for Episode Nine is that Phasma will come back because she's it's just last this ridiculous. Show. Like I hope so. Borges type of, of villain. Yeah, I agree. I think she has to. We still haven't seen her take her helmet off. I want her to. We we caught an eye. Yeah, but I want to see a face. I want to see a mouth. Yeah. I think each time the helmet's going to get a little bit more damage. So next time we're going to see an eye and a mouth. And then, you know, it's just like, you're never yeah. going to see. It's going to be like uh, Johnson on uh, Home Improvement, where you never see her whole face in one shot, even though you could piece it together by. Yes. By, you know, if you watch enough of it. Or just eventually she's just basically going to be wearing silver glitter. Because the, the the armor will be just in so many pieces. <laughs> She's going to Kesha. She's going to be like, yeah, Guy Diamond. Um, yeah, I need I need more uh, Phasma. Again, I like her as that monster. Yeah, me too. Especially because uh, her voice is so sweet. Right. Um, That's... It's kind of funny in a way that our version of of um, Phasma is almost like the way we originally thought of like Darth Vader as like this, you know, she's wearing this suit of armor and, you know, she keeps getting killed and they keep bringing her back to life, you know, uh, mm. like, like, uh, like she's, you know, I guess she's not becoming a cyborg, but it's kind of like the way I thought of Darth Vader as just this killing machine who was, you know, very difficult to stop. Right. Obviously, that changed once once we saw right. Anakin and all that. Once once we realized that he was once an eight year old boy. Mm-hmm. Well, if uh, would I just looked on IMDb and it doesn't look like she's in the other Star Wars in Episode Nine. Yeah, oh boy. But they could be tricking us. Yeah, that's true. I hope they're tricking us. That'd be awesome. Or just not, you know, yeah, a little cameo. Yeah. Credited cameo. Like Maz. She'll show up on a hologram, you know, in the middle of a gunfight. <laughs> so as soon as the shields go down, they, they pick this up over at the resistance base. Right. Yeah, we cut to the the awesome, you know, as if it's not, uh, again, it, it, it it's it's that very much kind of you know evoking Star Wars, evoking the motion picture without actually being it. Because then mm-hmm. it's cut to these same like kind of tactile displays, uh, 
you know, and as they kind of, you know, get information back and then they, they tell the X-Wings to go, you know, start their attack run, essentially. Right. I had a question about that. Okay. In Rouge 1, in Rouge 1, they established that ships in hyperspace cannot receive radio transmissions. Do you guys remember that? Yes. Can't receive radio transmissions? Yeah, because there was one point where they were trying to contact... They're trying to stop someone from attacking or something, and they're like, "We can't. They're already in. They've already jumped to hyperspace. Like, we can't radio them." Am I misremembering this? I don't know. Crystal, you remember any of this? It's your I do. Third favorite I can't. Star Wars movie. I know. <laughs> I. Uh, what's so funny is that if someone uh, says something, I'm just gonna believe them. I'm like, yeah, definitely. My brain starts yeah. to see it. it was I do remember story. someone saying that. But I can't remember what context. Obviously, it's about hyperspace, but I can't think of where it is. I guess the Google. But I didn't know if this was one help. of the things that was um, like mentioned as a Easter egg thing in Rogue One, where they're like um, trying oh subspace tracking. That was what they. Remember when they were looking through all the files, uh, trying to find the Stardust file, and they're like, "Oh, what about this file? What about this file?" and Right. One of them was subspace, subspace tracking that they were working on, which they couldn't do at the time. But now they can. Right, and now they can. Last Jedi. In the in the Last Jedi, yeah. Right. So that they were saying that was put in there to establish why in the Last Jedi they can track someone without right. hyperspace. But that still doesn't have to do with I thought they specifically said they could not receive. Uh, okay, I'm reading... Ships in hyperspace can't communicate. Both are clearly in hyperspace. So I guess you can, com- you can, if you're in hyperspace, talk to another ship in hyperspace. Really? Oh, okay. Hmm. Ships in hyperspace can't communicate. All right. Well, then that, I guess, that's violated here then, right? Because in Poe in hyperspace, when they, when they're, he receives his transmission. Right. Right, that's that's go to sublight at your on your call. Right. So there you go. Maybe they learn. Plot hole. Plot hole. Plot hole. Plot hole. Plot hole. Mm. Just keep repeating plot hole over again. <laughs> I love plot holes. Mm-hmm. Maybe he because this seems to be a chain already. Like Leia's like, okay, like go for it, and then uh, the guy from Lost says, like, all right, go for it, and then the other guy. <laughs> I, I, I didn't write down the the guy from Lost's name because he he'll 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 be around still. Was it Greg Grunberg? No, no, the other guy. Um, I did write down the guy at the end of the guy who does tell Poe to do that. Uh, but maybe which he... one's the guy from Lost? The fish guy? <laughs> I know <laughs> it's the guy from Lost. Um, he, he was one of the numbers. Uh. The um, <laughs> the, so maybe he, like Leia tells Lost, Lost tells uh, Rear Admiral Gulch or Gooch, depending. Um, and the then maybe gooch. he he <laughs> tells a robot, and that robot jumps into hyperspace and then tells Poe. He's that's what PZ that's probably it. for. <laughs> that's what yeah. PZ's there for. Yeah, <laughs> PZ just like. Phew. 
like <laughs> jumps up and rockets like like Ultraman into the sky. Through the ceiling. Just jumps into hyperspace. <laughs> uh, we do get a shot of PZ4CO here, right? Behind, yeah, the, uh, behind the screen. Behind Rear Admiral Gulch. Like in the, in the script that I was looking at, it says Rear Admiral Gulch, but apparently That's canonically. That's the person's real name? Apparently canonically it's Rear Admiral Guich, like G-U-I-C-H. Guich? Guich? Mm. I don't huh. know. It, it seems like they just read it. It was like a lowercase L and they thought it was an I or something like that. I, I think. Siphodius. Exactly. I like Gulch. Yeah, I love Rear Admiral. Gulch. Rear Admiral Gulch sounds amazing. Sounds a. Well, first of all, Rear Admiral is the funniest admiral to be. So of course. You're yeah. Off to a great start right there. Right. <laughs> it is. And then Gulch. Gulch is a great Gulch. word. Mm-hmm. Um, Rear Admiral Gulch was played by uh, Jeffrey Kusun. Who was uh, a Trinidadian in, in uh, born in Trinidad and then a, a, a British Shakespearean actor, Royal Shakespeare Company, and of course his whole career in in uh, you know like dozens upon dozens of of you know well regarded uh, you know stage acting credits is leading to this thing of just saying like uh, go to sublight on your call <laughs> in a Star Wars <laughs> film. That's it. That's his whole career is just like. Can't just have anyone deliver that line. It has to no. be the right uh right. us. Like it, it's so interesting to find those people, like like uh, Doctor Colonia too, where it's just mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, the funny lady who bandages Chewbacca. Oh, who's you know been acting on stage, you know, well regarded uh, uh, productions of of you know famous plays for years and years and years, and here she is bandaging a Wookiee. <laughs> I love that. It's one of my, it's like the best line too, though. Oh, very brave. <laughs> uh, uh, our friend Chris Reiki implied there was some romantic spark between those two. Do you believe that? Uh, absolutely not. All right. Okay. I think that she, I mean, I've, I've heard the argument, um, but it is, you can kind of feel the pandering when she says it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's like, right. very brave. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, I, I totally think it's more like, I don't know. It's weird because Chewbacca's like, you know, 200 years old, so. A little condescending. For her to be, yeah. Right. But, you know, maybe he's not. Uh, he was like Boys just want to be rude. told they're, they're heroes. <laughs> exactly. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Um, <clears throat> so we, we, uh, Rear Admiral Gulch gives the command to Poe and we learn that Poe, I don't think it, it, was it said earlier? We don't, I don't know if it was said that Poe is black leader. No. Uh, was that established maybe during the first battle of, um, when they were attacking Taiko, uh, Taka, I think they're, they might no. have said black leader in there. They didn't say black so. leader in there? Hmm. No. 
I think the first time they say it is during this battle. Uh, yeah, because it, it, I think they just say Poe, like, we're with you, Poe, on that one. Mm-hmm. He just, oh. you know, tells them what to do, and they say, we're with you, Poe, but I, I, I think, um, this is, I'm doing a quick search of the script, but I believe, uh, that, uh, they don't say, they don't call him Black Leader, and here's the first time we learn he's Black Leader, but, weirdly, he's, uh, Black Leader, but tells... Red Squad and Blue Squad to take his lead. So he's got this weird extra... Like, I don't think there is Black Squadron. I think he's just Black Leader. And he's in command of Red Squadron and Blue Squadron. He's like... That's just how cool he is. He's his own force. Yeah. He is the entire Black Squadron. He's like Leather Jacket (laughs) Squadron. (laughs) He murdered them all. There used to be more. Watch... They'll, we see yeah. them all get killed in last Jedi, in last Jedi. Don't but don't we yeah. see the rest of the squadron get all blown up? Oh, the black squadron? No. Oh, in the last Jedi. Oh, some of them. Yeah. I don't know. Are those? We'll we'll, 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 we'll find there. out in two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess next year, technically, right? No. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the end. So like next calendar year it'll be like two years from now but it's next like at the end of 2020 2020 wow that's crazy hugh downs um yeah (laughs) he's still alive me hugh downs (laughs) yeah oh i thought you said i was like wait can you not hear me (laughs) no no hugh downs is hugh downs still alive (laughs) that's a problem (laughs) okay i was like i still alive (laughs) i was like am i still alive (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is the Sixth Sense podcast. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. I haven't been <laughs> I alive for 50 minutes. years. What would that be called? The 60 seconds? That's right. The Sixth Sense minute would be the Sixth Is someone doing Sixth Sense at this time? I don't know. The we six, could just do it uh, six seconds cents. and it's just six second podcast. That's too short. Wow. That's, you'd be there forever. Yes, you would. Uh, uh, speaking of being there forever, we see Nine Nunb flying his uh, X-wing. Yeah, he never struck me as an X-wing guy. Well, he was just a co-pilot at first, and I guess he he trained. And... But don't we see ten? Isn't ten Nunb fly a uh, B-wing? Well, he was a hell of a pilot. <laughs> you want to be ten? Ten Nunb is the one they wanted, right? <laughs> but they can't afford ten Nunb. <laughs> No, it's a weird, uh, like, I wasn't sure when I first saw this, I remember just thinking, like, oh, is that just, assumed it was just another Solistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then found out that it was uh, uh, legit, canonically, uh, nine and none. It's good to see him again. Yeah, he looks a little bit weird. Because, you know, yeah. technology has changed, so he's not a puppet. He's a guy wearing a mask now. Right. And he's older, even though he looks younger. Yeah. It's just his head looks bigger because they fit all the stuff inside of it to be worn and not like, it's not like cables running down to some men standing behind him, I don't think. So ironically, like, because they were able to make the technology, shrink the technology, then his head looks bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because the they easily could have made that I guess 
in the ship easily could have been a puppet. You know what I mean? Like you don't even see his legs or anything. That would have been the perfect place to make him into a puppet. It would have. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why he, you know, was like that. <laughs> but I guess also then they couldn't use him walking around because we see him. We see him in the base and everything too. So. Oh yeah, that's true. We right, which is so weird. Yeah. What do you mean? Why is it weird? They shouldn't allow him. It's weird the seeing him with legs. Oh, yeah, that is true. It's like when you see a Muppet with legs. Yeah, they don't fit. Weird. Because like, his, it, well, to me, they don't fit. For his species, they probably fit perfectly. Ice cream man? I don't know what just happened. I've never heard that ring on my phone ever. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Do you want to say whatever you just said again? Because I wasn't. It's so weird because my phone's on silent. Uh-oh. That's strange. This is how um, movie starts. Yeah. Is the call calling from inside the house? Ah! Um, yeah so um i don't know it's just i mean he could have the same like for his species he could look okay but it's just weird seeing him with legs like his body doesn't fit his head his head is i don't know i just there's some people that i I don't even like seeing my bartenders outside the bar because i'm so used to not seeing them with legs i don't like it when i can i'm like this is different i don't like it Um, but I if, would really like if Nine Numb was my bartender. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> Although it would be, be, there might be a language barrier thing, but. Just say I want one of those. He'll know what you mean. Yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. Uh, Crystal, if you had the chance to be in a Star Wars movie, I guess we touched on this earlier in the week, but if you had a chance to be in a Star Wars movie, what type of like background extra do you want to be? You want oh my to be droid, God, literally anything do you want to be an officer do you want to be a uh what do you want to be i would love to be like one of the hot skinny aliens that's all hot and like hot but you that would... like the like the caminoans yeah yeah <laughs> no yes or um, in Jabba's palace where it's like eight million degrees and humid <laughs> Yeah, I just want to be, I don't know, I would love to be one of the hottie Bugattis, but I'd probably end up being a creature in a suit. <laughs> but, you, but you'd want, and ideally, if they give you cho- your choice, you would want to see your face and, and be recognized that it was you. Right. I would love to have all the boobs, but that character's already been taken. <laughs> oh. All the boobs? Yeah, in Jawa's Palace. Right. Uh Yarna Del Gargan. <laughs> uh, I'd just like to be the other one. Maybe I could be your sister or something. Um, but honestly, anything. If they needed someone to hold a plant somewhere or a dead body, I'd play a dead body. Oh, there you go. I would love lines. It would be fun to have lines in the resistance and be like, well, what are we going to do? Or something like that. Wow. I like how you went from holding a plant and being a dead body. Now suddenly you're demanding lines in the movie. Right. Now you're. Well, I mean, you're now I'm thinking, like, how great would it be if I. Questioning could the speak? resistance. <laughs> 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 I'm not sophisticated enough to be with the Empire, though, I don't think. They've got those tight buns, and they're all. Like, my head looks very small in a tight bun, so I, I, couldn't, I couldn't be in any Empire. You can get a hat. You can wear a prosthet- prosthetic head. That's true. Yeah, get those guys who made the nine nun mask to make a mask of your head, and that way no, it'll look like a giant. Yeah, you'd be like a weird. You'd be like a crystal Beth mascot. 
Guys, that's perfect. <laughs> and then I would take it from the set and keep it so I could be that all the time. So everyone yeah, would have, recognize you me. To like, uh, <laughs> you didn't have to like wash your hair or wash your face. Just throw that mask on whenever you want to go out. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I want. All right. We'll put you down for one Crystal Beth mask. All right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, I have some follow-up information on Nine Nunb. Oh, what do you have there? Um, that the uh, there's several people brought Nine Nunb to life originally. Um, the standing Nine Nunb, the wide shot, kind of like original guy in a mask from Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. was uh, Richard Bonehill, who I believe is no longer with us. He died a, a, a couple years ago. Nope, I'm confusing. Yes, yeah, he did. He died a couple like four or five years ago. But the uh, the puppeteer Mike Quinn um, returned to do. Uh, he he uh, was came back as Nine Numb to do this. He, he performed Nine Numb's face actions, I guess. Okay. Uh, and the uh, the voice of Nine Numb in Return of the Jedi was uh, Kipsang Rotich, a Kenyan student who spoke in his native. Uh, Kalenjin language, as well as in Kikuyu, and uh, he also returned. So he was the voice of Nine oh. Nunb. Here is the voice of Nine Nunb from from Return of the Jedi. That's so great. Came back to, well, to do the cool. voice. Yeah, I love yeah. that. That makes me happy. I uh, I hadn't heard that until just uh, just now, just uh, researching this. So I think it would have been too controversial for them to recast the part. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if he's still alive. Come on. Well, apparently he learned. Uh, he he became a minor, like, uh, like. Remember, there was this whole thing that people, when people watched Return of the Jedi in Kenya, they it was just like he was speaking their language, and they were like, "That's ridiculous. What? Why? Why? Why?" Like they thought it was funny. It caused a weird scene. <laughs> yeah, um, I bet. But then all then he became like a little bit of a of a film star for a bit because he was like, oh, it's the guy who played like that guy in Star Wars. He was in Star Wars, so he was like a Kenyan film star for a little bit, like acting and everything. Yeah, I guess so. I, I don't see any credits. That's great in IMDb, but uh, the his apparently the uh, uh, that was noted in his uh, Wikipedia page that it was like he he had some became a little bit of a celebrity because of that. Student films. Yeah. It's just a bunch of little student films. Yeah. Yeah, I don't imagine Kenya having a huge film industry, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, so in, in addition to Nine and Nunn and Poe Dameron, uh, we see another pilot here. Another, uh, I don't know if this is a red pilot or a blue pilot. It's a red pilot. And does he have blue the... Pilot. <clears throat> oh, are you guys gonna the white guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he's got red markings on. Is that why he's got red on his yes. helmet? Oh, I know he's blue. Well, Sorry, he's, he's blue. blue. He's blue. His name's oh. Yolo Ziff. Yeah, Yolo Ziff. <laughs> Yolo Ziff. Yolo baby. Yolo Ziff. Uh, and that that helmet that I was just talking about. Uh. His helmet was designed by J.J. Abrams' son, Henry. And if you look at it, it does look kind of like... I don't know how old Henry is, but... Um, 37. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> it uh, it looks like it, like a kid could have painted it. Which is really funny because he is an artist. Like his character is an artist. Yolo Ziff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny that he's like, I'm going to paint my helmet. And it looks like a five-year-old did it. <laughs> what's well, it's it's really like art. a... Yeah, what's that uh, like Sabine from... Uh... Right, yes. rebels. Oh no, you don't like rebels. So never mind. I love rebels. I was trying to find out how old JJ uh, Abrams' child is. Oh, okay, you're stalking, cyber stalking JJ right now. <laughs> well, I have the security footage at his house, but like they're not outside. It doesn't have the age with it, you know. You just gotta Scroll guess. back until you get to a birthday party. See how many candles are on the cake. <laughs> but then minus one because there's always one for good luck. Oh, there you go. Um, but yeah, apparently, uh, Yolo Ziff was, uh, played by, uh, a guy named Stefan Grub. Hmm. And, uh. That's a name. Stefan Grub is, uh, mainly known as an editor and he edited the, uh, the first two trailers for The Force Awakens. So that big trailer that we oh. all saw with where like Finn pops up into the frame and that whole thing, which was well edited. It was done by Stefan Grub. That's awesome. And uh, he's currently working on uh, episode nine, uh, apparently, as an editor. Um, and, you know, was, uh, so that's, you know, as a, again, everybody in this is going to be somebody. There's no just like, it's weird, a weird balance of, you know, highly trained Shakespearean actors and, you know, stagehands and, you know, people's buddies but all playing similar roles. <laughs> it's a nice, it's, it's a mere mix. Yeah. What's well, a, you know, it's the great equalizer star Wars where you have, uh, you know, uh, a well, well reviewed run of Hamlet, uh, standing next to, uh, you know, right? some schmo who, uh, was the, won a contest. Yeah. Got water <laughs> for, the, for the sound department. And then uh, here he is saying, <sighs> saying, the, you know, the same lines of like, I think that got him. <laughs> oh, I guess that so goes crazy. back to the very start of, uh, you know, we have Alec, Alec Guinness. Yeah. As your true. class, classy guy. <clears throat> uh, but yes, Yolo Ziff, everybody. Yolo Ziff. Yolo Ziff <laughs> and Nine and Nunba. And Poe Dameron and Rear Admiral Gulch. This movie is full it's of such a good name. Yeah, it's full of fun things to talk about. Mm-hmm. All we need is a house to complete the complete the set. Exactly. Uh, that's all I had for uh, for one hundred. Crystal, did you have anything else for uh, for this or Alex? I guess if you if you had anything to say. Mm-hmm. No, that was it nope. for me. Nope, I'm good. Right. I like that I got X wings in my minute. Yeah, yeah. Action is really heating up, and there was a tie I've fight. I've gotten everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for being with us all week. Uh, hopefully, if uh, if you listening at home, you want to hear some more Crystal Beth. Hopefully, she'll uh, she'll pop in and join us tomorrow because uh, we do a thing called Week in Review or Week in Edition, in addition to our Weekend Edition. You guys uh, are doing are, so much. These are all things on Patreon. Uh, if you go there, support us at various levels. You get various things, and and uh, one of them uh, involves uh, another episode coming out tomorrow, where we'll we'll go back over some of the stuff that we talked about this week and just chat with Crystal for a bit. 
and then weekend edition is our slightly longer kind of more current events kind of thing um so if you wanted to get both of those go to starwarsminute.com slash patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n or if you feel like typing fewer letters you could go to patreon.com slash s-w-m that is fewer p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com <laughs> slash s-w-m um and if you want to support sisters with voices you go to patreon.com slash s-w-v i don't know that they have a patreon i'm just making that uh, sisters with voices was that a like an r&b group from the 90s am i conflating mm-hmm. that with something else <laughs> my area of expertise yeah sisters with voices better known as swv american female r&b vocal trio from new york city there you go oh well look at that i don't i don't think they have a patreon though let's say pay their loss they don't need one because they're a... mm, they would have just gotten some free publicity mm-hmm. rich powerful um, but uh, regardless go support us and you'll hear more uh, with Crystal there and, and then uh, we'll be back here on Monday with a brand new episode of Star Wars Star Wars Minute, Minute.